Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Time to get some game picks in this one. Uh-oh. I'm a little nervous because I think... We might be all on the 49ers. Nah. And it looks like we are. Nah. Uh, anybody want to change? No? Nope. We good? I'm going to stick with it. Cousins throws and it's taken away by Addison. Purdy steps through, floats in his pick, and that's it. Coming into this game, not a lot of people were looking at the Minnesota Vikings. Okay, I blame myself. Uh, should we tell people the truth about the commercial break before we made those picks? I was like, should I change? And you, you guys, you, you all said, no, don't change. Well, I'm because, never listening to you. Because it did not happen. Because Minnesota yes, fans did. didn't think they was going to win the game. Hawk, it happened. Okay, <laughs> that's Andrew Hawkins. That's Marcus Spears. I'm not it introducing this guy. You don't remember that? This <laughs> Whatever, Dan. That's well, Andrew like trend. Dan Graziano joins us with news in just a bit. Here's how it all went down on Monday night. Of course, you saw Kirk Cousins and those Vikings hosting the 49ers on Monday Night Football. First quarter, no score. And Jordan Addison, Dan, had a night. He was unbelievable. I love how they attacked that covered three zone. He does a great job of staying high off of that linebacker. No Justin Jefferson, of course. Late second quarter, 49ers down 10 nothing. Second and goal, Christian McCaffrey takes the handoff. Yeah, the sun rose as well. That's how consistent <laughs> McCaffrey's scoring a touchdown. 49ers trail 10 to 7 ensuing Vikings possession 16 seconds left in the half Dan a huge moment Kirk sees the all-out pressure he changes the play at the line of scrimmage does not make a great throw but Addison makes it right with ripping it away from Charvarius Ward let me take that interception let me then take it in for a touchdown that's a Why huge not? play like when it happens you're sitting there going ah uh, you know that's odd but it ends up being the difference in the game let's go to the third quarter 49ers still down they're down 19 to 7 and Brock Purdy the screen to McCaffrey he's got room to run and he's gone yeah they they hit Minnesota with with something that hit Minnesota worked well so far last night the pressure they kicked the screen to the perimeter touchdown San Francisco within five there and then fourth quarter just over five to go Purdy over the middle but it's intercepted by Cameron Bynum more on this in just a little bit why not do the worm uh that was a good worm too. that's, that's hard athletic, to do that's an athletic worm 34 <laughs> seconds to go same score 49ers looking to try to steal the win mm-hmm. but not able to do it mm-hmm. another pick by yeah, Bynum listen he's got to get a chunk throw there. They have no timeouts. He's got to get a realistic shot at the end zone. I don't kill him for that. Here's Kyle Shanahan on the loss. It's real disappointing that we couldn't get him off the field. I mean, they had one punt today. We had one punt. Um, they had one turnover. We had three turnovers. Um, so I think when both teams only punt once, uh, it looks like it's going to be a shootout. But, um, you know, we ended up turning over two more times than them, and it was a five point game. So almost as simple as that. It's tough, um, you know, two in a row. Um, it's the NFL. You know, every team is good. It doesn't matter who you're going against, what the record is or anything like that. We just got to execute better. But for me, and, you know, a second one in a row hurts, obviously, but we just got to be better and um, got a big one ahead this week. Brock Purdy's season started with a bang, winning the first five games while leading the NFL in both total QBR and touchdown-to-interception ratio. The last two games have been rough, okay? His completion percentage, yards per attempt, and QBR way down, as you see there. 
and he's thrown three interceptions and just two touchdowns. So naturally, people were like, oh, what's wrong with Brock Purdy? <laughs> Did you see a major drop off in his play, though, Dan? No, I actually thought he played really well outside of that last five or six minutes. And even that first interception, not that 30 seconds on the clock interception, the first interception happens because of the thing that has made him so good, throwing the ball before receivers are even out of their cuts earlier in the game. This is Jennings at the very top. Now he's peeking down at the bottom of the screen to hold that safety, get those defenders to jump on McCaffrey. Now look how early he throws this football before that in-break by Jennings even happens. But it's absolutely perfect. But that's his superpower. And I said this, him throwing the ball so early without turning it over was so unique. This time it's Brandon Ayuk with a little inside seam post. He's throwing that ball right when he's getting to that cut. That is called that anticipation, throwing it over Harrison Smith at safety. Again, that's the thing that has made him so different than so many young quarterbacks. Now, this is the pick. There's a little bit of a double move post. You're going to get a little bit of a shake route to the out and then a post. Now, Brock is going to cut this ball loose before the receiver Jennings makes his cut. This is very similar to the first play. He just misses that throw. The timing of that throw, the anticipation aspect of it is off. So I can't sit here and rave about that first throw and say that's what's made him so different. Marcus, that for me is the same throw he hit against the Dallas Cowboys on third and 14. He just misses that one by a yard or two, and I think the little extra that Jennings does at the top of that route to sell an out route before he goes to the post makes it look like a significantly worse throw than it actually was. I just think the thing that made him so special, that unique anticipation, it caught him at the end and there for an interception. I'm with you. I think he played a good game, and yeah. you're exactly right on the route. That's the same route that Ayuk scores in week one versus Steelers. Yes. The, the shake out. Right to the post, he throws it more like the drift timing, that kind of bang scene that you're talking about. Yeah. And that's why it, it, he misses it. But if he has this guy in there, Debo Samuel, mm -hmm. it's Might a be different, different story, sure. yeah. right? Because they have that connection. And for any quarterback, especially a young one, when you take one of the best players in the game out of the lineup, they're going to look different. That's easy offense. Right. And also what Debo Samuel does in yards after catch for this offense, this is the reason why it looks different. This whole passing game for this offense is predicated off of two things. Making the passing game look like the run game with the O-line action, running back tracks, wide receiver stems, and then pass catchers with yards after catch. Yeah. It's why McCaffrey's so great in this offense. It's why Kittle's so great. And Debo Samuel is the best in the league, and he is not there right now. Mm. Uh-oh. Swag. What? Because I'm supposed to go somewhere else and talk about this line of scrimmage. And I get it. Like, I don't think Brock Purdy played terrible. But isn't this what the San Francisco 49ers have been trying to get away from? What do you mean? We've had these conversations about Jimmy Garoppolo. We've had these conversations about quarterbacks in this system, right? You get opportunities. Here's the thing, Dan. You and you said Debo Samuel ain't playing. Right. You know what? The timing of that route might not be the same right. with a different mm -hmm. guy running. I'm not here to excoriate Brock Purdy. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't misconstrue what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is in, in, in the NFL, when you know your personnel is limited, when you know you have things that are going to be different about how you go about your job, he hasn't responded well. Oh, I totally just disagree. Yet. Oh, I totally disagree. Here, here's the pushback I would have with you. The Jimmy Garoppolo um, experience was the head-scratching, boneheaded, why did you make that throw interception? Right. That's not what we saw. And we can't not credit him for last week's game against the Browns, getting them in field goal range yeah. and the kick not going in, but then also kill him for that you know, two-minute drill that doesn't happen last night. So, so here's my question. So we're supposed to go back in time and forgive you for what we just saw. I don't operate do like that? that. I look at the week. This week in this game, Brock Purdy turned the ball over twice. 
any other quarterback, you turn the football over twice, that's not a good game for you. Like, we keep – I understand he's a seven-round mm -hmm. pick and he missed the irrelevant and he had this phenomenal run at the beginning of his career. He didn't lose any games. So, we're a little bit kid glove with Brock Purdy. He, he threw two interceptions. But, Marcus, that, why the turnovers happen – how they happen it's very important. important but Dan if I'm telling you that we are about to play a football game yeah. or a basketball game or a baseball game you don't have your guys maybe my approach needs to be a little bit different in this particular situation than the guys that I usually have I'm not saying Brock Purdy is not going to live with being a rhythm and timing passer we know that that works in the NFL but I'm not going to talk about two and not getting after past his first read because we know he a rhythm and a timing and the accuracy yeah. he made two bad mistakes yesterday Absolutely. we can say that and say that those potentially cost them the opportunity to win the, the football game. I know you got to go the last thing I would say is this there's a difference between playing a bad game and having a bad play 100 percent mm. but he had two of them so we can we not say he had two bad plays I disagree the, well the, I mean I was watching the game the, the interesting <laughs> thing here is going to be if he can get it righted next game because you're saying Cincinnati? this is a part of yeah and this yeah. is a part of how he plays so yes. is it going to start to go back his Defenses way are going also to start a dollar too. from you for not talking about the line of scrimmage talk about the quarterback no, instead but we My love man. you we're just getting started here the trade deadline is just a week away can we see some movement coming from Dallas you don't want to miss who Marcus says Jerry Jones should be taking calls from this is really interesting plus the Chiefs and Ravens are both known for their tremendous QB play but we'll tell you how their defenses have been stealing the show as of late stay tuned I actually love when you get on the quarterbacks though like the I love it too it wasn't the, it wasn't the kill by Purdy but I'm gonna I'm, I'm, I'm hold him accountable well, time, but I was like, I'm gonna hold him accountable hi it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring the official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt Stephen A. Smith and me plus many more from the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark there's no better time for sports fans sign up today new users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win download ESPN bet today what a play must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. But, yeah, man, I, I was just, I, listen, I'm, you know how I am with quarterbacks. Y'all all know how I am. If you make mistakes that I feel like cost your team, it don't matter that you threw for 400 last week. Let Pat Mahomes come out and throw what three is, interceptions next lately? week. There's I'm going to talk about that game. But you, there has to be context to it all, man. I'm with you, and you the film guy. You want to put context. Okay, you know what say, happens on the bench so with me? The this dude threw another damn and a half minutes long. As you can see, the conversation is so I'm going to have to cut you guys off because I'm going to have to carry on here. But a deck did it. Sunday NFL countdown crew has you covered for week eight, 10 a.m. Eastern. 
Eastern. And the Monday Night Countdown crew gets you set for Raiders-Lions. That's the two-hour pregame show starting at 6 Eastern. Marcus will be there with the guys both on ESPN and the app. All right, let's get to some top stories here with Dan Graziano joining us. And Dan, we already got the news yesterday that Justin Fields is doubtful for next Sunday's game. Let's start there. Uh, actually, not there. We're going to start in New York. What do we know about Daniel Jones? Yes, yeah, still dealing with that neck issue, Laura, and, and he's missed the last couple of games with it. His hope and the Giants' hope is that he can be cleared to practice this week and therefore be able to play in this weekend's game against the Jets. Tomorrow is going to be a big day. The Giants will be back on the practice field, uh, and we'll see how much, if anything, Daniel Jones is able to do. His status for Sunday will depend on when doctors clear him to practice. In Cleveland, Deshaun Watson missed a couple of games with a shoulder injury, started Sunday's game, took a big hit and left it early, did not go back in. We are still awaiting word on MRI and other test results from Deshaun Watson uh, had on his shoulder yesterday. It's entirely possible that he could have to miss more time with this shoulder injury. As the week goes on on this, we will know more, but it's definitely something that continues to bother Deshaun Watson uh, and P.J. Walker could be in line to get another start for the Browns. Ryan Tannehill sprained his ankle two weeks ago. The Titans were off last week, but it sounds like it's still bothering Tannehill, and there's a chance he has to miss this weekend's game with that sprained ankle. Interestingly, head coach Mike Vrabel said today that if Tannehill can't play, he would expect both Malik Willis and Will Levis, their two young quarterbacks they've drafted the last few years, to play in the game. Not sure exactly how that'll work, but it could be fun to find out. And then right before we came on the air here, Marvin Jones, the Detroit Lions wide receiver who didn't make the trip with the team to Baltimore last week for personal reasons, announced on social media that he was stepping away from the team oh, to man. deal with personal family matters so obviously we hope all is well uh, with Marvin Jones but he will not be playing for the Lions again anytime soon it does not sound like yeah thanks Graz definitely keep him in our thoughts and his family as well let's read and react you guys as we head around the league the Eagles we start there look dominant in their win on Sunday night against the Dolphins and uh, we're going to talk about AJ Brown a little bit here okay because he has at least 125 receiving yards in each of the last five games tied with Calvin Johnson and Pat Sudstill for the longest streak in NFL history. All five of those games came after he had that heated exchange with Jalen Hurts in week two. I don't know, Hog, maybe it had something to do with that, but why do you think Brown has been so good of late? <laughs> My agent would always tell me the squeaky wheel gets the oil. You better make a flex <laughs> to get the rock. As simple as that. But look, I, we've given Eagles and Jalen Flack for locking on to A.J. Brown, but honestly, you can't really blame them. The reason being, this offense has struggled a little bit to find their rhythm, and so, of course, Jalen wisely says, you know what, I'm going to go to this Megatron-level receiver on the outside Ooh. and make sure I am feeding him the rock. I can't say that he's the best receiver in the NFL because that's up to everybody's opinion. But if you put him, Devontae, Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans in a combine, you talk about height, weight, speed, change of direction, catching, he's probably going to be the first receiver you take. Mm. Since you took it back to the combine, I am thinking back to that. Remember Ole Miss, they had DK Metcalf too. Uh. A lot of people were talking more about him. A.J. Brown has come out on top. Me and you are going to replicate that shirtless pick. What? Are we doing that? Yeah, Please. Let's do you. it. Please. I'm in the gym, Dan. I don't know if you know Actually, the you arms know poking out. Marcus is going to do it. Um, all right, let's talk a little Show bit more about Jerry Jones as we go to <laughs> Dallas. He was tag. asked today about making any calls ahead of next week's trade deadline. So, I go, here's what he said. Way. I don't want to preclude it in any way, uh, but, uh, but it always does. The initiation of an opportunity to make a trade at this time that would help us 
principally has to start over on the other end. I like where we are with our personnel today, and so I'm not uh, thinking in any way that we need to uh, upgrade our roster. I can't wait. Okay. All right. So if there were a team that Jerry should call, who would it be? Tennessee Titans and Rand Carthon and ask about Derrick Henry. Whoa! And I was thinking about this. I love the duo mm -hmm. that they had with Zeke and Tony Pollard, and we, I think we're starting to learn that Tony Pollard is still a really good explosive back, but used in that role that he was in last year, it not only adds value to what he does out of the backfield, but it gives you another receiver uh, in, in the passing game, which I mm -hmm. think they could use some more there as well. I think Derrick Henry would fit this team very well. I think when you need to play the San Francisco's and the Philadelphia Eagles of the world, you have a Derrick Henry to make them play the type of football that they want to play, I think that would be something that they should explore. I really like it, and yep. here's why the numbers say that we should like it. They could use some help. They've averaged just 3.9 yards per rush this season. That's 21st in the NFL. We'll see if Jerry's listening. Come okay. On, Come on, well, let's Jerry. talk a little Packers. Jordan Love, Dan, and Green Bay offense put up just 17 points against the Broncos on Sunday, but Packers head coach uh, is still all in on his young quarterback. Our confidence in him is not wavering one one bit. So um, certainly, I think as the play caller, you put a lot of onus on yourself uh, when when things aren't going well, and we'll continue to do that. But we, we've got to find a way to generate more points because when you when you're generating points, um, it, it's just a, a totally different narrative. All right, so Matt LaFleur taking the blame there. Yeah, I think Matt LaFleur needs to sit down and watch this tape with Jordan Love and ask the question, why are we throwing it there? There's too often on tape where you're sitting there going, because of what the defense is doing, why are we throwing the football there at that time? First clip, it's double stick, meaning out routes galore. Now, Denver is going to be playing man coverage. Everything is symmetrical. You pick a side and you throw it. If you work up top, it's outside in. Now, if you don't want to throw that out route because it's Sertan, he's playing off with vision, great. Ball should go to tight end right now. Jordan Love, we're late. So why are we throwing it there that late? It either should be out of our hands, up top, on that outbreaker to the sideline, or to the tight end, a clip before. But that's problem number one. Number two, we have cover two from Denver. Flat route and half of the field. This is the weakness of the defense. Hook defender's going to get a little depth and width. You really want to replace where that middle linebacker is leaving from. They have a slant thrown. Now, if you throw a flat route, it's terrible because that cover two corners right there. The weakness is to try to replace that leaving linebacker with the slant, but he throws it to the flat for two yards. Why are we throwing it there? And then a really a four level throw. We're going to have a go route. We're going to have a deep crosser with the play action, a shallow and then a check down over the football. Again, they're going to play a cover two zone defense, half the field and a flat. Now, the read is really that defender. If that defender gets so deep, we would love to throw that football to the check down to replace him. But we, again, throw the flat route for nothing. He throws that check down. That might be 15, 20 yards to really dynamic depth for Aaron Jones. So it's not that Jordan Love is making a bad read. It's a good read. It's just not the right run. And I say the right one. I say that all the time. Don't make a good read. Make the right read. I think Matt Lafour needs to figure out why he's throwing certain balls. All right, so there's the tape, guys. Just use it. We got a lot more coming your way here today on NFL Live. You don't want to miss this new segment. It's called Catch This, debuting with Hawk, showcasing the best catches from Sunday, including an exceptional one that calls for reenactment. Yeah, we got a football up here oh, in the no. studio. You are going to love this. It's next on NFL Live. We'll be right back. Don't worry, I'm a bad ball specialist. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Honestly, like, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I to ask for it. Under trouble, and he is sacked down. Goff wants to throw. He's tackled. Football came out. I'll give the guys who are rushing the quarterback credit. Give, talk, start talking about that. Any man is going to fight for his livelihood, but at the end of the day, we just showed more power, more will. But they know and we know it was a beat down. Love to the defense, okay? Baltimore's defense had a tough task. We're doing that for you, Swagoo. Right. They were taking on that Lions offense on Sunday, and Jared Goff was third in the league in total QBR entering that game. The Ravens held him to a 15 rating, their best of any game this season. Dang. Overall, I know, right? They're first in the NFL in sacks and yards per attempt allowed, second to the Browns in QBR. We know how good that Browns defense has been. Add it all up, they rank first in the NFL in points allowed per game. So we got to start with our defensive guy up here on the set, Swagoo. Oh. Why have they been so successful? Well, one, I was, listen, watching the Ravens play, man, it did remind me of when they had those potent defenses because it was physicality at the line of scrimmage and y'all know I say this all the time you have to earn your way to the pass rush yep. and they were able to get the Detroit Lions in some third and long situations and just a matter of in case nobody's paying attention this interior guy for the Ra the Ravens is starting to ascend in that conversation they brought pressure off the edge Kyle <laughs> Van Noy fountain of youth Oway being back it's huge for this team because he's a one on one pass rush winner as well. A few weeks ago I talked about the Baltimore Ravens remember and I said yeah. they didn't generate any pass rush and people went crazy on Twitter. Well they players ain't playing well no duh but you're still playing a football game and you mm -hmm. got to figure out a way to get after the quarterback. But what they are doing now and, and remember we used to talk about this with Wing Martindale the Ravens no longer have to blitz to pressure the quarterback. Mm. That's what makes them so dangerous. And they have one of the best linebackers, I think, of our era mm. in Roquan Smith. Mm -hmm. He's going to be the one of the best in our era at playing the position. They are doing a phenomenal job rushing for and getting after quarterbacks. Roquan Smith said that their defense has no weaknesses, and he is absolutely right. They're playing incredible, complimentary football on the defensive side of the ball. And I think Hamilton is on the brink of superstardom as a mm. defensive player. He's young. He's figuring he's it out. But this, check this third down out. This is a, an, an out route on third down. We, we, we praised the Lions last week for their third down and their efficiency and their rate. On this play, he is breaking before that tight end break. Ooh, that's a that's, good tight end. That, that's an incredible tight end, Laporta. But that's a play that happens in the film room. When you play to that level of conviction, imagine what that looks like. And, and Dan, I'm sure you can attest to this for for, for Goff, third down, you're seeing that safety break on the route that you are in the motion of throwing before yeah. he even breaks. Mm -hmm. 
Come on, that's that's like, next level. Why can't bring it back? That's yeah. conviction. That's trust. Don't make a bad throw. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll get into this a little bit Thursday. I don't know if I totally agree that there's no weakness. I think that they do an incredible job of taking their weakest part and making sure it's never Asking exposed. It. Their backside, mm -hmm. just a little bit of coverage. I think the most impressive thing, or one of the most impressive things, is how good this defense is in the red zone. This is the year of defense, okay? We, the offensive kind of fireworks that we've seen in the NFL for a couple years, the defenses are going to reign supreme in the NFL, and the best ones are going to be the ones that can – their defensive tackles dominate in the red zone. Yep. And Marcus, you were just talking yep. about the dude, you talk about Matt Pierce, Matt yep. Travis yep. Jones down in the red zone. When you have great defensive tackles in the red zone, it makes life for offenses so hard. We can't run it mm -hmm. and the ball has to come out so quickly. The second and third level know that that's really one of those benchmarks. For yeah, them. it's just crazy thinking about the AFC. You know, we thought offenses per usual would be the story in that side of the NFL, certainly going into it's the, the year of defense and man. it's the year of the defense. So as we continue this we'll theme, see. let's go to Kansas City, right? You normally talk about the offense here, but we got to give this defense some more love. The Ravens, who we just talked about, the only team who have allowed fewer points per game. KC also ranks in the top four in total QBR. First downs allowed per game and yards per attempt. It's been fun to watch. Marcus, that Chiefs defense did get some bad news with linebacker Nick Bolton yeah. dislocating his wrist. He's likely out for six weeks. But you like how they've been using their linebackers in Kansas City. And I love this is uh this is for Veach, the general manager. He brought in Drew Tranquil, who played with the uh, Chargers, who has a lot of ability and has yeah. played some games, which now looks like a genius move, obviously, with the injury. But these guys are playing in sync, and he's, he's, he's not been a mainstay. Now he's about to be, and he already understands what they're trying to do defensively with Steve Spagnola. Here you have what you call a green dog. We used to yeah. call this a green dog. The back is set away. So that initial linebacker where the back is set to, He's initially thinking, I have him in man. Yes. And when he releases to that side, the next linebacker adds on. This is a delayed pressure. And because they are so physical on covering guys and getting hands on guys, you have time to get those type of things home. That's just one of the examples. We talked about Steve Spagnuolo, how much he likes to bring pressure. Mm. They are doing a phenomenal job at recognizing yeah. when they can take advantage of protection mm -hmm. and also understanding that he has guys in the middle of that defense that can run and flat out Real, get after the quarterback. Real quick before you jump in, that green dog pressure, two reasons why it's so hard on offense. Number one, an offensive lineman is responsible for that back. Yeah. But once he sees the backers not pressuring, what's he go to? Helping Help another it. offensive yep. lineman. Yep. And then that linebacker is waiting for the back mm -hmm. to leave. And then he pressures and, then he and he pressure. too fast. It's a trigger. Yeah. It's a trigger. When that back left, Drew knew it. Not to my side, I'm gone. You take him. What the Chiefs did amazingly is the defensive line. Like, you guys are talking about yeah. it now. They're rushing four guys. I mean, I don't it, know It, it seemed like they were, they were sitting <laughs> seven at them, right? Like, oh the Chargers God. had no answer for them on the offensive line. And, yeah, we, we had to talk about Justin Herbert and the game that he had because he's one of the highest paid yep. players in NFL history. He has to be able to overcome that. But at the same time, the Chiefs did an incredible job of making it really hard on yeah. him. So, yeah, if you can let him sit back there and pick your defense apart with that arm talent, he will. But, again, they were rushing four guys. It felt like there were seven, and they still could not stop him from getting to the quarterback. Yeah. So, first of all, Steve Spagnuolo does an awesome job, their defensive coordinator, of getting into run stunts on early downs, meaning – they're doing things with their defensive line to specifically attack certain mm -hmm. runs. Watch the defensive line. They slant there to get inside of those offensive linemen. That's first and 10. Now I get you into second nine. Again, first and 10, watch both corners. They're going to pressure. First and 10 goes to second and eight. Why is he doing that? 
He wants to get you into second and third down because then man coverage. We've talked about this with Kansas City. It's not that just write, you write down man coverage. What man coverage? Are they playing man with outside leverage? Are they playing man with inside leverage? Are they playing two man with two deep safeties? Are they playing man with three man rush and a linebacker dropping out? That's the biggest challenge. Now, two things. You cannot play rundown pressures or rundown stunts. Marcus, you know this, unless you trust your coverage because you're going to be in man oftentimes. He does. Mm -hmm. And we have to realize that their defensive line, specifically on third down, is so much out of respect more than just Chris Jones. Chris is amazing, but they get those ones-on-ones -on -ones with George Karloftis. They mm -hmm. get Mike Dana is an unbelievable yeah. third-down pass rush guy. Mm -hmm. And Charles Emenu comes back from the suspension. They got four guys that can rush on third down when they play man coverage. Hey, Hawk, catch this. Mm. Still got that it. That was a wow. terrible throw. Hey, you hey, uh, down. <laughs> Play both sides well, of the ball, This is a new too. segment right here on NFL Why'd Live. Why'd you throw it like that? I don't know. I didn't, <laughs> she I is the worst was, you know, throw of the football in And a really bad catcher, too. Mm -hmm. um, but let's go through some of the best <laughs> receptions of week seven with our guy, Hawk. Start us off in Seattle. Oh, Jake Bobo. Talk to this him. Is, one-handed catch with the toe tap, I think people have to realize, like, this isn't just luck that happens. When you see these kind of catches, this is practice, this is focus, this is being able to say, okay, I'm going to make That's this catch nasty. and still get both Goodness. feet down. This is ridiculous. And, and, and honestly, when I saw this, I'm like, there's no way there's going to be a catch this week. That's He's giving my kids hope. I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah. Absolutely. Equal opportunity Can't get over, but I can Puka Nakua. Listen, man, I mean, we talk about this guy every single week, and I, I, everybody is waiting for the Cinderella glass slipper to fall off, mm. and it's not going to happen. Not. Another incredible catch. They had to slow-mo this down to the frame to prove that it was a catch, and it absolutely wow. was. I've seen this catch go the other way so many times because you can't get that toe up for the split second that it took for Nakua to get the catch. Now, lastly, Kyle Pitts. This is just freaking nature catch right here, man. I don't. This is the one I think we're going to try to recreate. I don't know if my hands are big enough to do this. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Amazing behind the back catch. His eyes aren't on it. But you it. catch a football with your eyes. That's what I tell young wide receivers. You catch it with your eyes first. He don't need it. He don't even need two hands. I'm glad one they realize he played behind the back. This is crazy. No. This is nuts. We you want to try and recreate thing. this? I think we could try it. I don't know how good man. I'm going to do. I'm going to purposely but... throw it bad to you. All right, where do Maybe I go? Maybe not purposely. Okay. You got this. How do I even run a you route go that here? Way. I'm going to throw it. Run through, get past run this the chair, okay? I'm going to try right. to throw it on your butt cheek. All right, here we go. Come on, Hulk. Ready? Come on, Hulk. Here we go. Watch go, the car. Go, 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 go. Come on, Hulk. Ah, no, that was a bad pass. Yep. Thanks, Dan. Yep. One more. One more. One more. Bad pass. One more. One more. One more. We got one time. One more. Third down. It's uh, over. We got a punt. No, we're going to That's it. We didn't get it. That means my jacket tight. We'll get it next time. We're going to do it again? Hawk, I'm trying to throw it back. All right. Try to throw it back. Just too bad. Don't get it. Don't get it. Right here. Right here behind the back. It's right here. Bang. Oh. Almost. He had it. Almost. Y'all probably should have did that with me. Uh, well, we should have punted, Brandon Staley. Yeah. If I'd have caught that, I would have gone Staley up in here. <laughs> hey, listen, next time Dan has to try to catch a thing behind his back. Oh, okay. That was actually better that than That was good. Hey, y'all took Kyle the air Kyle. out That's of the football. That's a better catch than any of us. We got more NFL lines coming your way right <laughs> here. And what we talk about we next is the Vikings <laughs> pulling off the upset last night against the Niners. Marcus and Dan head back to the touchscreen to tell you how Minnesota's O-line was able to contain Nick Bosa. You don't want to miss it. Reality is, oh, I did throw the worst pass hey, in this place, though. I had to be. You can't throw, be throw the boogie. Throw the boogie. Catch the boogie. Oh, oh, my God. Why would you throw the ball? That hurt me. <laughs> now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. 
and boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured, it was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Next week, we'll be in Detroit as the NFC North leading Lions host a Monday night football game for the first time since 2018. They're going to take on Devontae Adams and the Raiders. It's at 8 Eastern on ABC, ESPN, and ESPN Deportes. Time to see what went wrong, though, for some of Week 7's losing teams. We're going to start with the Bills, who gave up a late touchdown to Mac Jones, falling to the Patriots 29-25. Marcus, what happened there? Yeah, look, I, I think when Milano went down for this defense, I thought that this would be the biggest issue for the Buffalo Bills. And we saw some in the run game, but this is the situation late in the game. He understands how to expand, and I, I have to believe he would have affected that throw to Mike Gesicki because we've seen him do it time and time again. But... Just, I'm not trying to kill Bernard, but not having those reps and understanding those moments, which Milano has been in a lot of times, you saw him missing there, and they didn't make those plays to get it done. No doubt end. they have crucial injuries. The yeah. Bucks only put up 13 points in their loss to Atlanta. What went wrong with the Falcons, Hawk? Their, their offense was one-dimensional. I mean, listen, you cannot allow Baker Mayfield just to sit back there and throw the ball because the most ineffective passing game doesn't have an effective run game. They only had 73 yards rushing, and 31 of those came on a Baker Mayfield run. If you cannot run the football, you cannot win the football Come game. On. You cannot eat clock. You cannot help your defense out, and that's what happened to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This one was kind of perplexing to me, and if you watch this game, you feel the same way. The Rams outgained the Steelers by 50 yards. Still yeah. came up short on Sunday. What went wrong there, Dan? Well, one, the, the interception by T.J. Watt is a huge part of that because it leads to an easy touchdown, but the truth, Late in that football game, late third quarter and the fourth quarter, on third down, they got strapped up in man coverage. Pittsburgh stopped playing more zone, came and said, well, you're killing us on these shallow crosses. We're going to pressure you. We're going to play man coverage. No one got open, which is shocking because Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua are tremendous at it, and they could not get a third down conversion when it mattered the most. Week 7 ended with a surprise upset win by the Vikings over the 49ers. Everyone here picked the 49ers. Dan and Marcus, Everybody tell in us America what happened. Them. I know. <laughs> what happened to that San Francisco defense specifically? It, it was a master class. Kevin O'Connell, their head coach and play call when it came to how do we not allow the best player on that defense, Nick Bosa, to ruin the football game? Now, every single time that they drop back to pass, and when I say drop back to pass, like they knew that they wanted to try to hold the football and get some form of a chunk, 12, 15, 20-yard gain. I'm not talking quick game when catch and throw, and I'm not talking screen. But every time, outside of maybe one or two in this game, they had a very clear plan for how they were going to deal with Nick Bosa, and it was obvious at the snap. Okay, so I want to start with this. Nick Bosa is right here, okay? He's that defensive end. Now, this is the thing that they did. 
they decided to say, okay, offensive line, we are going to take the right side of our offensive line, the, the side that Nick Bosa is going to be on. We're going to take those two guys and push them that way. Then we're also going to take a tight end, and we're going to, at the snap, have that tight end chip Nick Bosa. Then we're going to take our center, left guard, and left tackle, and then we're going to push him that way. So essentially, we have three versus San Francisco's two on that side, and at least at the snap, which is where Nick Bosa is, we're going to have three when it comes to that tight end chip. Hawkinson, ball's going to get snapped. This is third and 11. Look at that right there. That chip is basically that three on two. That's allowing those two guys offensive line-wise to at least get started and have a chance. And then look, we have three over two. The center never goes to the side of Nick Bosa, and that gives Kirk Cousins like the chance to get that football out of his hands. A beautiful job of understanding Nick Bosa was going to be there, and they want to chip to his side. Again, drop back football. This is going to be another third down. Here's Nick Bosa. What are they going to do? We're going to take our offensive line. Our two, we're going to push him that way. We're going to have this tight end again. Chip Nick Bosa when the ball gets snapped. And then we're going to take the center, left guard, and left tackle. Push him that way to take care of those two defensive linemen. Again, that gives them the opportunity for Kirk Cousins to drive the football. I got questions for Marcus. Number one. Why does the chip matter for, when it comes to the defensive guys? Yeah, two things is one is mental, right? You can't his superpower is getting off the football. His first step is what puts tackles in a bind. But you see that little slow hesitation right yeah. there because he's trying to change his body angle. Usually when you're taught as a defensive end, you want to get a mark four steps behind this offensive tackle yeah. and force him to open up like a, and spot? Then, a spot and okay. then be able to counter. Can't do that with a chip. Yeah. And even if I don't touch you, if I've done it three times yeah. mentally, my rush is slower coming off the line of scrimmage, which is why the onus is put on these guys on the interior. Yeah, great job because I, I love to say the, the get off. Like, but for us offensively, we're just trying to give our guy a chance tackle-wise to get set Absolutely. before that first initial move. And they did an outstanding job of making sure they gave Kirk the chance. Go back now, real quick, Dan. Yeah, I want to yeah, show yeah, you. Yeah. I want to show you another important part of that. Go back to when Kirk releases the football, okay. right? And look at look where the gap is. Yeah. That's exactly what, what you, you want to look at. This throwing window? Look at that big throwing window. That's okay. exactly why you want the chip. And remember when we were talking about this, I said it's up to the three technique one on one, which is Eric Armstead yeah. right here, to close that window. Okay. This right here to a professional quarterback night -night. is night night. I got you. So the throw, so that you're telling me the chip actually helps us Absolutely. throwing lane wise. I never yep. thought of that. Okay. The second one, same thing. Now, this is what I wanted to ask you, Marcus. Mm -hmm. So what they do is this. Even though that defensive tackle is to that same side, okay? That this defensive tackle scrapes across the face of the guard. Watch, so because we're gonna chip Bosa again, scrapes across the face of the guard. Does that matter? Is that because of the chip? Are they trying to get back to the backside? What? It's because of the chip. So the protection that you showed everybody at home, yeah. what should happen is he should come underneath and this should be a wraparound oh, okay. to so create that pressure. This and this. That's what should happen. Okay. Again, look at the window. I didn't think about it. Execution, like that. Yeah. right? So the chip does cause some 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 dis like disfigurement yeah. of your rush. Yeah. But also it creates that window yeah. because that three technique feels so in no man's land because you very rarely have a wide open rush. Again, right now. every single time that they wanted to hold the ball for just a moment and throw it downfield some way outside of like one snap, they use that yeah. chip to Nick Bosa, center go away. Brilliant by Kevin O'Connell. Bosa only recorded one third down pressure in the entire game. Great job. Excellent, you guys. Still to come on NFL Live. Lots of buzz around Kirk Cousins' future with the Vikings, but did his performance last night buy him more time in Minnesota? Graz is here with the latest on what we can expect at the deadline.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We're excited for college game day back here on NFL Live. Uh, Let's get to a little bit more here on Kurt Cousins, okay? He's gotten criticism for not playing his best against good teams, particularly since getting paid with Minnesota. But this year, Cousins has thrown eight touchdowns and just one interception while averaging 342 pass yards per game in his three games against teams over 500. He's proven them wrong. Vikings just one and two in those three games, so that's an issue. But it's definitely not because of Cousins, okay? Let's get Dan Graziano back in here and heading into Monday. Monday's game, there was some thought, Graz, that the Vikings could be sellers ahead of next week's trade deadline. Names like Cousins and Daniil Hunter being brought up. What are you hearing about Minnesota's plans now that they got the win last night? Hey, Laura, I had sources yesterday telling me that if the Vikings won that game last night, they were going to be in go-for-it mode, more likely to be buyers than sellers mm. at the trade deadline. Think about it. They've won two in a row. They just beat the best team in the league. They're three and four. They're two games out of first place behind the Lions, who they still have to play twice in the last three weeks of the season. They're a half game out of a playoff spot. So, Daniil Hunter is a, is a guy they've been getting calls on. They had trade talks about him in the offseason. Uh, he's leading the league in sacks and would certainly be appealing. But at this point, with a week till the deadline, The Vikings are not thinking about giving up on their season. They're thinking about saving it. Yeah, give us some names we could be hearing about in the coming days as contenders look to add a piece. Let's start with some guys on the commander's defense. Two edge rushers that are scheduled to be free agents at the end of this year, Chase Young and Montez Sweat. You can only franchise one of them, and you probably can't pay them both given how many big contracts Washington has given out in its defensive front seven already. So they're getting a lot of calls on Chase Young, who's 
a, a million dollar player this year and they're getting some on Montez Sweat as well. Remains to be seen what they'll do, but there is a sense around the league that they very well could move one of them. The Titans moved a veteran yesterday and Kevin Byard, so people wonder if they'll do the same with some of their other veterans. Here you see Derrick Henry making $10.5 million this year. They drafted Tajay Spears from Tulane. Henry turns 30 in January. He's going to be a free agent. Uh, the issue with him is that $10.5 million. Nobody wants to pay running backs. Nobody wants to trade something and also pay a running back $5 million for the rest <laughs> of the year. So unlikely, but you never know. And then the Broncos, uh, Jerry Judy, the wide receiver for the Broncos. The Broncos have been getting calls on their wide receivers since the offseason. They didn't move him or Cortland Sutton in the offseason, but this season has kind of gone off the rails for them. The issue with Judy is he's got a fully guaranteed $13 million coming next year on that fifth-year option that they picked up. It doesn't mean no team will trade for him. It does mean the Broncos might not be able to get as much for him as they want, but definitely the Broncos are open for business and, and fielding calls on some of their veterans as Sean Payton kind of looks to retool uh, and head into the future with this team. Yeah, again, a reminder, the trade deadline next week. It's Halloween. Thanks to Graz for the latest there. And let's talk through some of these names. <clears throat> Why not? Hawk, if Jerry Judy is in fact available, yeah. is there a contender that should be on the phone for him? There's a lot of contenders. I, I don't know how realistic they are. There's Dallas. There's the Browns, who also have shown interest in him, but they've made some other moves. The Chiefs make a lot of sense because Ooh. they're always one receiver away, but I doubt that the Broncos will send them within the same division. So I, I'm going to go with Graz. I like, I like the Vikings, which just sounds crazy because how are they a contender, right? Three wins. But if you look at the next six games, Packers, Falcons, Saints, Broncos, Bears, Raiders. Okay. Those are all games that they can and probably should win. And adding a receiver like Jerry Judy in the absence of Justin Jefferson puts them in a very, very good situation to be able to do yeah, we'll so. We'll see if Jefferson mm. can come back, too, maybe at an opportune time. A couple huge names in Washington, Marcus. Who should be interested there? Detroit Lions. Need a guy opposite of Aiden Hutchinson. Um, either Sweat? Sweat or, or... I love that. Chase yeah, Young? or Chase Young. You think about... You think about Detroit right now, especially against Baltimore. Last week watching that game, mm -hmm. you would love to have another guy that can generate some rush off yep. the edge. I think two defense. This is like Detroit would be in the idea of what the commanders were in with Montez Sweat yeah. and Chase and obviously John Allen um, mm -hmm. on the interior. But I think that I think a guy opposite of Aiden Hutchinson that can get after the quarterback, create his own rush, it further um, puts what Aaron wow. Glenn, the defense coordinator, likes to do in a coverage standpoint. But I also think, you know, I think Detroit found out. We're going to have to get after people in the AFC yeah. as far mm -hmm. as pass rush. Yep. That'll and do it. If you plan on making a playoff. Okay, run. Marcus pitched Derrick Henry to his Cowboys earlier, Dan. Is there another team that should be interested in the Titans running back? Uh, I like the Cowboys edition. I really do. I think because of the style of ball that they want to play and, and thinking that this team is going to, in their eyes, be playing 17, 18, 19 games this year. Having two legit backs, one obviously Tony Pollard, mm -hmm. and two if the addition of Derrick Henry matters. I think two things. Mark has made a point years ago, Jerry, I, I, you got to make a move, bud, because Harry Roseman is out moving you. The last thing I'd say is this. I know Brian Burns to Detroit I think is interesting as well. So, yep. He's played really well. Anybody to go to that opposite, yeah. and you're not paying Aiden for a couple years. Yeah, yep. that's a good call. All right, time for one more thing before we go. We're going to check in on the Dan Levitard show where Dan was asked about oh, God. peeing in the pool. Mm. What? This is going to be a terrible take. Some Kevin James has the moment when he pees in the pool and the, the blue green, stuff gets out. Blue, yeah. I always, I always like let a little bit out and just to see like, all right, <laughs> is is that a is that a real thing? And then if not, um, I'll let it fly. You know what? I, one thing I don't get about people in pools. 
how often people, and more often than not, they look like me, um, let their dogs just swim in the pool. Mm. They're like, oh, the dogs are in the pool. I'm like, that's disgusting. They're gonna shed all over the place. Your kids are gonna jump in or you're gonna jump in. Okay, this, uh, let me get this straight. So this the dog, the so the dog is back. disgusting, but, <laughs> but you letting a little out and then letting the whole thing out yeah. is not. Well, I don't pee in the pool often, but one, chlorine kills it, and then two, then salt no, water that's, kills it. You, anytime you follow up, I don't pee in the pool often. I mean, often, you, but you, I don't. You know that I swim in the pool. pool way too wait, 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 wait. Swim in the pool I have a follow-up, Dan. Do you pee subject. in the shower? Of course. Of course. Do you pee in the uh, hot tub in the facility? Be honest. When you in play. the facility? Yeah. <laughs> Y'all pee. You're disgusting, bro. That's what I'm talking about. All your teammates. Take showers at? No, I don't. You don't look at me. That's him. Oh. Never. You guys are just. This you, is you, just that's why you got athlete's foot. You, you, that's where your athlete's foot comes from. I got athlete's foot plenty of.